Welcome to Politics in the Pulpit, a joint public issues team podcast. I'm Dave Hardman, Methodist team leader at JPIT. This is the third of our Advent mini-series. And as we enter this third week of Advent, we have another reading that focuses on John the Baptist. In this week's passage, we hear a little more of what repentance looks like for certain people and professions as he proclaims. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. We see in John's preaching pointers to Jesus' message and a challenge to not seek more than we need. Luke chapter 3 verses 7 to 18. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptised by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptised, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptise you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. I'm not sure how you start your sermons. You may start with a prayer or a bidding or even an anecdote. Would any of you start by addressing the congregation as a brood of vipers? John is serious and his listeners understand that this is not going to be an easy message. John intends to challenge them and their lifestyles. Their hearts and minds are to be right with God and with their neighbours. The baptism that John offers is not just an outward sign of grace. There must be visible results. These must be seen in the way that the baptised live. Hearts and minds may be changed, but actions must follow as well. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Later in Luke's Gospel, in chapter 13, in the parable of the barren fig tree, Jesus also concludes that if a tree does not bear fruit, it should be shown the axe. Despite John's bluntness in calling the crowd vipers and declaring that they will be cut down if they don't bear fruit, the crowd seem not to be offended. Instead, they want to know what they must do. John has some practical actions they can take. Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, 
and whoever has food must do likewise. Simple advice to all, but tax collectors are specifically told. Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. And soldiers? Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. At times, as I preach, I find it all too easy to feel like I fall into the trap of preaching platitudes, especially when you try to give practical ideas for ways to behave. On one level, it appears John has done just this. He basically says to the crowd, be kind, share, be fair and don't bully. Yet looking deeper, we see a man of God whose words clearly show that he does not see poverty as an accident or the fault of the poor. John sees a world where there is more than enough for all. Poverty is the result of those who do not share, those who abuse their power, and the wealthy who ring-fence their privilege and build more wealth at the expense of others. One question for our preaching this week might well be, has anything changed? One of the Joint Public Issues team's six hopes for society is for a just economy that enables flourishing of all life. This is at the heart of John's message. Repentance and forgiveness of sins must lead to a lifestyle that is not selfish, but actively seeks to ensure that others can flourish too. Economics is not outside of God's realm. Hoarding up your wealth for your own pleasure at the expense of the basic needs of others is a sin. John's attack is very much on the personal finances of the crowd. However, economics, economic theories and governmental decisions are not outside of God's understanding and God's desire as to how we use wealth. Any economic system that does not allow for all people and for the creation to flourish is sinful. Does any of this relate to today? A modern day equivalent to tax collectors who collected more than was due to them might be those corporations who dodge paying their taxes. John may well call such people a brood of vipers, because dodging taxes increases profits at the expense of the well-being of others by denying the state of income that could be redistributed through benefits, health and social care. During the pandemic, we have seen that some have become better off, those who are asset owners, for example. Yet it is the poorest who find themselves worse off with increasing debt during the pandemic and facing the brunt of higher utility prices, food prices and inflation. John is very clear that we only require enough. What else we have should be given to those who do not have. Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Of course, this is a call to simple living on our behalf. But it must also be seen as a call for us as a church to challenge any economy that enables the rich to get richer while the poorest get poorer. This economy is not a just economy because not all of life flourishes. Thank you for joining us for this Joint Public Issues Team podcast, Politics in the Pulpit. Our thanks to Cathy Bird for sharing the words of the Gospel. Next week, we spend a little bit of time with Mary and our hope of a society where the poorest and most marginalised are at the centre.